I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite podcast on the Citadel. Don't tell the other podcasts. I should go. I do have one thing to say to you. What is that? I need a, a burner YouTube. I need a burner Spotify for this fucking podcast because my algorithm is officially busted. You know what? I would almost agree <laughs> to do the same thing. However, let's just... I I thought about this because I was like, you know what? I've been listening to a lot of random shit that's not even podcast related. And I'm like, this algorithm is going to fucking hate me. But I'm like, you know what, though? This year's Spotify wrapped conversation is going to be next level bonkers. It's more so my YouTube algorithm because I can't get that back. There's nothing I can do. It's just broken forever. We did the Power Rangers episode like four months ago. And this motherfucker is still like, hey, you want to watch more behind the scenes Power Ranger stuff? And I'm like, no, I watched one Power Ranger movie one time. <laughs> I need you to chill out, YouTube. Are you sure you don't just log into my account? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, tonight's episode uh, isn't helping anything. Nope. <laughs> I can tell you that much. <laughs> In more ways than one, but fuck it. Rain? <laughs> it was a long time. It's our new podcast, Talking with the Ghost. Spooky. (laughs) It's the spooky edition. I am the corpse of not Ashley. And I'm not Adrian, the friendly ghost. (laughs) Aw, me friendly? (laughs) Which apparently today I found out that I'm lawful evil and fuck that noise. The fact that you you were lawful evil and I was evil neutral. I don't. <laughs> well, it goes with our theme because I guess for all its purposes, if we were to have actually come up with the Halloween spooky themed episode, um, we found it. Whoa! It's spooky. And also, this is where I'm going to pipe in some stereotypical Oregon and lightning strikes. Woo! It's spooky. Why do I sound like Paul Barra from WWE? Woo! <laughs> At SummerSlam, Undertaker will get rid of you, Macho Man. Woo! Alright, I can't do this anymore. I'm sorry. <laughs> do you smell what the rock is cooking? Fuck the Undertaker, but shut the Paul Barra. That guy was doing the devil's work. Because. Think about it. You had to keep up that whole fucking gimmick throughout this entire promo. I would have broke because it's like the Undertaker would sit there and like stare into the camera menacingly, arms folded, just looking, you know, deceased because he's like this undead guy. Yes. But Paul Barra's like, he has to go so like crank it up to, to max to sell this. And I'm like, first off, whose urn is that? Give it back to them, first off. Oh, man. I know almost nothing about wrestling. What I've learned from wrestling is mostly from, like, Monster Factory videos. All I know is that the one dude has got the fucking lantern. He carries out, like, a an oil lamp lantern. And, like, 
walks out and takes like fucking five minutes to get there and it's very weird and i don't understand wrestling see but that shit used to like drive me my cousins nuts because every wrestling match on sunday mornings or sometimes afternoons depending on whenever they'd air these things you know there'd be like a regular match going on and everybody's fighting all of a sudden the lights would go off and then you hear like that dung like that ring of the bell and every time you're like oh shit undertaker and like Dude, this has happened every week for a solid four weeks. It's leading up to the big storyline. He's going to show up, and he's going to throw somebody into the coffin. And I'm like, not for nothing. Coffins and urns and, like, dead people stuff? Stupid expensive for no reason. So, like, they had to find so many reasons for him to, like, fucking do the tombstone move on somebody into a casket. Like, those shits are expensive, y'all. Like, it's not necessary. I mean... I'm sure they can, like, expense report it. (laughs) Coffins as a tax write-off? Yeah. (laughs) When you're the Undertaker, like, that's what that's for. (laughs) He's like, I got a really good deal on these. (laughs) You buy five, get the sixth free. I don't know. (laughs) Maybe they got a punch card system. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So, since we're talking about spooky stuff, which, happy Halloween, Ashley. Happy Halloween, Adrian. I know this is not, like, we moved a bunch of places when I was a kid, and this is not a place, this is not a thing anywhere but the city of St. Louis. When you're a child trick-or-treating in the city of St. Louis, you have to prepare a joke? What? Like a spooky joke. And then you go to the houses and the adults will be like, can you tell me a joke? And then, you know, you, you ask them, what's a ghost's favorite flavor? It's blueberry. I don't think I like this. And then they're like, chuckle at you and give you some candy. It's very cute. So I think all of the like lame jokes that I know are jokes like that, that were almost exclusively for like trick or treating when I was like seven or eight years old. That's wild. It's cute. It's adorable. What if you can't, like, I don't know. I feel like I wouldn't come up with anything on the fly. I feel like someone would be like, oh, tell a joke. And I'd like break into the aristocrats. <laughs> Just to be like, I, first of all, I don't know why I noticed that seven years old. That's not the point. Well, and I'm sure like in a group of kids trick or treating, like, I'm sure you can get the outgoing one to tell the joke. It's like a group project. Oh, okay. So only one person had to tell a joke. It's not like each person had to do like a hot 15 minutes on like an open mic kind of no, thing. No, 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 we're not, we're not doing like a fucking Seinfeld airline food set. Because <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking there's like a whole like lighting rig and you've got to sit there and like do like a whole bit. You've got to record that like weird nonsense before you actually just show the stand-up part. Yeah. I don't understand that. Like, no one cares. (laughs) (laughs) Just just show your stand-up. That's why we're all here. Get to the point. I never knew that. See, like, and I guess that's something we could probably discuss at a later date is I didn't really think of regions having trick-or-treat traditions. I just thought you'd just show up and it's like, may I have some candy? And then you scoff because they're like, oh, hey, here's a fun-sized Snickers. And I'm like, how about you give me the full bars? But <laughs> If I ever live in a neighborhood that does trick-or-treating, like my because my building is has security and stuff, like there's kids can't get in here, I will do that. I'll fucking spend $40 and get full-size candy bars and be the hero of the neighborhood. So you might show up. I was like, Adrian, <laughs> for the last time, like you could buy these. 
you're a grown ass adult. Buy your own damn candy bars. I know. Fuck off, please. <laughs> what is my favorite costume coming as a podcaster? <laughs> and also, I'd like to tell you that this trick or treat is sponsored by. <laughs> I just break into an ad. Break on headphones. <laughs> Oh, man, are you looking to build the website of your dreams or a landing page? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, just give him the fucking candy. He won't go away unless you do. He's just standing there doing audible ads. Make <laughs> him like, leave. It's like, oh, my God, get, really? Stamps.com, my dude? I'm like, fucking, just here's the candy. Just go. Bruh, nobody cares about Skillshare. <laughs> Segway of all segways. Um, <laughs> Welcome our new sponsor, ShaveMyBalls.com. <laughs> um, <laughs> we've had. <laughs> oh wait, because I've been getting them in. Because I guess you can shave them, and, and there's like the smooth my balls. Which, first off, yeah. we're not affiliated with them at all. But but they keep messaging us, and they want us to be so like smooth my balls. <laughs> I, I can't saying it out loud. I'm like, I'm sorry, Grandma. You wanted so much better for me. <laughs> well, and like they keep they keep messaging the Instagram, and I just want to be like, um, "Hi, I know you're just doing your job, but like, I also I have no personal experience with the products <laughs> that you're selling. I'm sorry." You know, I just, see, but as someone who does, I just. There's no way I can read those ads. Like, am I supposed to read them serious, or am I supposed to be like solemn with it? It's like, hello, this is Adrian from Talking Like a Teen. I know we share a lot of laughs, but we need to talk about something really serious here. Wrinkled balls. No one wants them. <laughs> and this is what we've become. Actually, we have become that podcast now. Great, and it's all thanks to smooth my balls and shave my balls, respectively. <laughs> I can't believe, like, when you first sent me that, I was like, you have to be at it. Like, this can't be real. Because I'm like, that's <laughs> not even so your, like, real. level of humor. That's why I was just so taken aback. I'm like, no, not only is this a real thing, but they are actively pursuing us, which I don't know if we should just go ahead and bite the bullet and say, you know what? What are they Absolutely offering? Absolutely not. Okay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so scream. <laughs> Right, okay, uh, segue. Those ads would be very spooky, like the Scream movie franchise. Ah, I hear them coming. Nah, nah, nah. Oh. <laughs> so, we weren't really planning on doing, like, a... <laughs> Jesus. Like a Halloween-themed thing, but I don't know. I think we just got into discussion about Scream 2, just talking, as we often do. We were thinking about how fun it would be to talk about one of the soundtracks, and Ashley presented the idea of doing the soundtrack for Scream 2, a.k.a. 1997, the album. The Scream 1 soundtrack is is fine. It's totally fine. The Scream 2 soundtrack is bonkers. <laughs> so, actually, before we get started, what was your introduction to the Scream franchise? Um, the first Scream movie was the first rated R movie that I ever saw. Really? Didn't know that. Yeah. I distinctly remember I went over to a friend's house. Um, she had a sleepover. It was, it was like me and her and a couple other girls. 
and we were down in their basement and all the lights were off and we were watching Scream and her mom's boyfriend came down to bring us snacks. So he brings us snacks and then like maybe halfway through the movie, he comes back down, creeps up behind us and is in a ghost face mask with like a kitchen knife and scares the living shit out of us. Jesus, like, <laughs> under no circumstances is that okay? I'm just going to point that out. But you're not running up on somebody with the with the kitchen knife and living. I mean, it was 1998. Parents were different then. We were also, like, nine-year-olds. <laughs> Still another good jazz I don't remember where I was when I first saw the Scream movies. I think we rented it because it was like, oh, Drew Barrymore's back in this new movie and it's a slasher. And they didn't tell you because this is before spoilers were huge. Um, they mm-hmm. didn't tell you that she pretty much gets like gutted like a fish in like the first five minutes of the movie. And you're like, yeah, she's in one fucking scene in the movie in green. And like, it's a good scene. But they like put her front and center in like all of the marketing and shit as if to trick you. Right. And with the second movie, did they did that same shit with SMG. Right. That's right. I totally forgot. <laughs> hey, we got season four Buffy up in here. <laughs> Get on this shit. Come see her. <laughs> and then, you know, she's in the movie for like 10 minutes and gets thrown off the roof of a house. <laughs> da, Poor Buffy. Da, da, da. <laughs> da. <laughs> Poor Buffy. <laughs> oh, man. Though I have to admit, though, like, that one scene, like, because that was one of those few movies where, was it scary? No. But it was just no. well done, because I just always remember the conversation that Drew Barrymore has with, you know, the killer, and she's like, he's like, um, I was like, what's your name? Oh, why do you want to know my name? Because I want to know who I'm looking at. And I'm like, oh, shit. Like, <laughs> at that point, you hang up the fucking phone. You don't stay on for that phone call. <laughs> <laughs> Like, why are you still doing this? Oh, man. But we're not talking about the first screen. We're talking about the sequel because horror movie sequels are always awesome in as much of they just kind of stop caring after a while. Well, I think Scream 3 is where they stop caring. But. <sighs> and I get it. Scream 3 could have been brilliant because they were, of course, leading on the whole third part of a trilogy. All bets are off. Anybody can get it. Part of the problem was the movie had to be like vastly rewritten after like Columbine and all that kind of That's stuff. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. So it ended up like nerfing big chunks of the movie where you're like, this feels like a comedy where people occasionally die, but it's also not funny. But also James on the Bob. <laughs> I had misremembered why it was so comical, but I guess it was also going for like self-aware meta sequel kind of thing. Right. But... <laughs> Three is okay. I didn't bother with four. And I know they're actually just about to release like a reboot, but I have no knowledge of even who's in it. I don't either. I bought Scream 4. I don't think I've ever watched it. It's around here somewhere. Oh, you have it? I bought like a fancy box set at one point. Oh, cool. Yeah. And it had there on there, but I've never, I always just kind of watched the first two. Well, I mean, those are the <laughs> only ones that are worth watching. Right. It's so. like Scream 1, Scream 2, then like I Know What You Did Last Summer. Maybe Scream 3 at that point? I'm sorry. I fucked with I Know What You Did Last Summer a lot. <laughs> what are you waiting for? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That movie's funny. 
movie's not supposed to be funny, but it is. Real shit. I'm not going to lie to you. We talk shit about the 90s all the time, both amongst ourselves and also, like, collectively on social media. But let's not <laughs> act like the teen slashers of the late 90s, early 2000s weren't fucking great. Yeah, they're rule. They're so dumb. And I love the <laughs> fact that they're aware that they're dumb. I wish we can go back to that a little bit. We've, like, ruined the meta thing, I think. I think, like, it's washed, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, it really, it kind of is. Only because I feel like the meta went it too far in another direction where yeah. self-awareness is a very refreshing thing. And I think it helped the screen movies because that was kind of the whole point was the whole movie is sort of like this homage slash parody of the slasher genre and it leaned in on it but also right. used it to make it compelling whereas it's like the thing that always happens where like something gets popular for one thing and then every other studio is like oh this movie was popular but let's take all the elements that weren't what people wanted and make a new movie out of it there are moments where the meta thing bothers me in the first and second movie but it's not too bad it's not like watching like an episode of Big Bang Theory kind of shit. Oh, well, that's... Nothing's <laughs> uh, that painful. <laughs> because like the whole the whole thing with shit like that is they make the reference, but it's not a joke. The, like the joke is the reference and like that's not funny. I think there are moments where the joke is the reference, but for the most part, the reference is part of the joke, if that makes sense. Within these first two movies. And not for nothing, I guess kind of what we were talking about tonight, I I feel like also gives credence to that. Because as far as movie soundtracks go, there's definitely a a very big level of self-awareness in this soundtrack. Mm -hmm. Agreed. And I don't know if that was intentional, but aside from just taking, okay, who's hot in 1997? Like, who's popping? But then taking, like, the most ridiculous songs... From those artists? Well, not most ridiculous, but definitely are not songs that I would put in a teen slasher movie. Let's just call it like it is. For sure. Some of the musical choices are just, like, weird. Like, ending your movie with this, like, you know, that's supposed to be this, like, big sort of triumphant moment. Like, she did it. Killers are are done. She's alive. And, like, ending with this weird, like... Sad collective soul song. Just like, oh, I love that song. I mean, granted, <laughs> like that's like saying is if somehow there's an upbeat collective soul song. Well, I guess they're shine and like heavy. Yeah. No, your way comes down on me. I I have a hard time separating this movie from like high school Buffy because it's sh- it's shot kind of like a Buffy episode. And also, again, I have like five points of reference when it comes to televised media, and that's one of them. So here we are. Uh, <laughs> so like when a Buffy episode ends, like we have like, not like upbeat, Kylie Rae Jepsen upbeat, but like, it just felt odd because like, you've got this big crane shot above her and she's just like walking away and, you know, the sun is out and it's all great. And then like the, the music just like didn't quite match. This is very weird. But was it meant to be, I guess now we're just debating the movie, but was that really meant to be an uplifting ending? Because I didn't really think it as such. Because no matter how you slice it, motherfuckers got murked. Yeah, (laughs) well, and like, I'm wondering if the Collective Soul song, I'm wondering if using that was directly sort of dealing with 
maybe like for those that don't remember because the movie is like fucking almost 20 years old at this point she's dating this dude that i think is jerry o'connell but it might be the brother that looks exactly like jerry o'connell i don't remember uh she's dating that dude and it's all going fine and then like he gets he gets kidnapped by his fraternity and they like haze him and stuff and then one of the killers finds him and she hesitates cutting him down and that like hesitation like like within that moment of hesitation like the killer ends up killing him so i can see why like where the the song is you know is talking about like forgiveness within the the chorus and that sort of thing like maybe the song is sort of her trying to forgive herself for letting jerry o'connell die well like i said that one wasn't even like the weirdest song on here no not at all you know me. I fucking love Collective Soul. Like, they're one of those bands that am I going to necessarily go out of my way to listen to? Not necessarily, but anytime they're on, I've never skipped a Collective Soul song. I got to say, singles-wise, bangers. Just banger upon yeah, banger. They, they really were a huge part of my upbringing, like, at least in, as far as, like, their heyday, like, the mid to late 90s. Let's mm-hmm. not even get it twisted. So, she said, I thought it was a great song. Um, I don't know if you watched the video for it. No. So, <laughs> the video is one of those, like, perfect, like, soundtrack video things where we've got... Oh, it's like where they, like, intersperse, like, clips of the movie and shit? <laughs> we've got three things that are happening. We've got the lead singer of Collective Soul, who looks like a an extra from, like, the club that Buffy and her friends go to. Um, it's got, like, a oversized, like angel leather jacket and it's very bad he's <laughs> singing he's singing and then there's rain happening there's a girl in a like a water tank that's swimming around and sometimes she's wearing a ghost face mask and sometimes she's not and then there are clips in the movie that's that's the whole music video oh it's very weird i mean it's no weirder than the video for the masterpiece silk the shocker song <laughs> That video is also freaking bonkers. Holy cow. I mean, it's no limit, though, which, quick aside, I was listening. Oh, actually, I was watching a music video. Oh, I was trying to listen to it on Spotify, but apparently they don't have it. Okay. Um, Smashing Pumpkins, the end is the beginning is the end from Batman and Robin. Mm -hmm. Not to be confused with the slowed down alternate version, which is the beginning is the end is beginning, which was also used irresponsibly, I might add, in the Watchmen trailer. But anyway... I remember watching the video for, like, the song from the movie, and it's basically the band, I guess they're on, like, wires or something, but they're literally floating in, like, a giant hollowed-out version of Batman's cowl. Weird. And it's like, it's a choice. And then, of course, behind him is, like, projected images from the movie, and it's just sort of like, what? Okay. This is the (laughs) 90s. Like, and this is just shit you did, and no one questioned it. (laughs) Not to be that guy where it's like, oh, things are better back then, but I just did love that after a while, people were just like, fuck it. Like, there was no real rhyme or reason for all this. It's like, you got the band, you got images from the movie, someone probably is either wearing a prop or has something to do with whatever this song is about. It's like Kiss from the Rose. I'm like, seal singing, shirtless, with like, well, with a silk shirt in front of the bat signal, and it has nothing to do with anything. And yet, we love it. <laughs> So, Master P and Soak the Shocker, and this is, of course... Now, wait, did Make Em Say Uh happen yet? Or is this pre-Make Em Say? <laughs> I don't know, but I can't hear this song without thinking of that song. It's like, 
one of them walked so the other could run, and I don't know which one came first. Oh, I stand corrected. It came out the same fucking year. (laughs) (laughs) See, that's why they feel, they feel like cousins. Well, they are cousins. (laughs) Yes, but... The, the songs themselves feel like cousins. <laughs> and you have to give Silk the Shocker credit, because unlike Makeup Say, oh, he's actually attempting to rap on beat here. Like, you want to talk about someone walking before they can run? Like, Silk the Shocker walks so that, like, Blueface can run. Because <laughs> that kid cannot find the beat, and I don't think he cares. It's like, this is not freeform jazz. It's not about the notes you don't play. You have to be on beat. And if you're going to be off, you better have a good flow. <laughs> I mean, A for effort. But, like, he actually had a decent verse, and I was trying to find the lyrics. I just want to point out that whoever wrote the lyrics on Google misspelled Reefer. <laughs> I didn't do it. I know how to spell shit. <laughs> this is not as good a song as Make Him Say Uh. Because that at no, least had the energy. Not. This one is just weird because I know in 97, Master P. And the No Limit Soldiers, like, they ran shit. Like, people really underestimate just how huge they were. And this fucking video, it feels like a fever dream. (laughs) We've got, like, the the 90s, like, weird hallway with the kind of, like, fisheye lens kind of deal. There's just, like, giant ghost face masks in the background. Weren't the dancers wearing them, too? And a bunch of dudes in, like, football jerseys and stuff. But, like, half of them are wearing ghost face masks. And, like, the dancers are wearing them. But also, like, football garb. And and I don't... Everything's, like, red and black. Which, I mean, like, it, I get it. Like, there's a definite aesthetic here. It's just, like... Well, that was sort of a point. <laughs> I don't know. Like, you, you got some rap video in my horror movie. And you got some horror movie in my rap video. <laughs> And I guess that's the thing. There's no subtlety to this. There's no, like, rhyme or reason to any of it. It just goes. And it does, they're like, there's no, I'm not saying that every, every music video needs to be like fucking bye 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 with a fucking music plot or whatever, you know, November rain, 10 minute epic. But like, I don't know. There's no plot. Like, n- like literally nothing happens. We just kind of pan through the crowd and, and then we, we watch them do the thing and then we watch the crowd some more and then do the thing and then no limit records at the end and then it's over i get it they're popular but even for like master p and silk to shocker levels this felt phoned in it was essentially like we need to get them on the soundtrack um all right guys make a song kind of make it somewhat adjacent to scream And it's like, all right, cool. And it even has the same sort of, like, setup and, like, vibe of Make Him Say Uh, but without any of the grandeur. Did you happen to listen to the Sugar Ray song? Um, do you? Okay, do you want to just go ahead? Because, like, I feel like I'm going to ramble on this, but this shit was so funny to me. If you held a gun to my head and played me this song and asked me to name the artist of this song, I would have a thousand percent said Weezer. Because it sounds like a fucking Weezer B-side. I never in a million years would have guessed that this was Sugar Ray. <laughs> the song is called Rivers, which doesn't help. Um, <laughs> we summoned him. But we literally were here like with a fucking summoning circle and like dredged this man up because now we can't escape fucking Weezer. 
I blame you. No, <laughs> by all means. Girl. I was about to say, I take all the blame on this. I was not expecting this to happen. Now I can't go to my favorite <laughs> pizzeria without hearing Beverly Hills at least twice. <laughs> all because we had to do one fucking episode, um, which depending, actually, well, coming soon, that's right, um, depending on the yeah. order in which we release these, this has not happened. So basically, in order to get this reference, <laughs> listen to the episode that will probably be posted after this. Oh, yeah. my God, because I thought he maybe wrote it, or I guess it was a low-key tribute. It sounds exactly like a Weezer song. And this is 97, so keep in mind, Weezer hadn't come back yet, actually, as I think. No, wait, they wouldn't have broken up for at least for another year, was it? Because they broke up, what was it, 97 or 98? I think 98, because it wasn't the Green Album 2000. Right. So this is like post-Pinkerton. Yep. But it's also like pre-1459? Yeah, because this is like... No, because Lemonade Brownies was 95. Don't you dare Which mess with I... my mean machine. Yes, <laughs> like olive green. Right. Which... <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, okay. Edit that part out of me cracking his beer open. But no, I'm sorry. <laughs> Say what you will about fucking Sugar Ray, but Lemonade Brownies is a ridiculous album, but fucking owned. Okay, I didn't actually know this until just now. Like, literally, this song is is about Rivers. Is uh, Weezerpedia says. Wait, you know. There's a yep. fucking Weezerpedia? Weezerpedia. Fuck all the way off, Ashley. I love you. <laughs> Weezerpedia says Rivers is a song by alternative rock band. Uh, I'll fight you on all that. Well... <laughs> By 97, they still were. Fly? Like, if you really listen to the rest of Florida, nothing really sounds like Fly. Is your silence um, telling me that you want to do an episode on Sugar Ray? I hate this. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, If you want to... Oh my god. I need to send you a screenshot of the fucking... They took the Wikipedia W, and it's a Weezer W, and I hate it. I hate it so much. No, don't send um, me that. No, I'm sorry. Okay, I was joking no. about the. All right, fine. I'm truce. Cursing truce, you with this truce. image if I have to see it, no, so do you. I said truce at least three times. That's binding. <laughs> um. Okay, so. No. <laughs> Actually, I'm sorry. Uh, Wilson, <laughs> Wilson, I'm sorry. All right. No, why? With the puzzle piece and everything? Why is Jimmy Wales not suing them? I don't know. Because he's always asking for money. And he's creepy. You ever see, like, the picture of him where he's, like, staring at you? He's like, I'm in your house. (laughs) Please get out of my house. No, he's not. (laughs) Not to... (laughs) the only person that murdered you and leaves footnotes. Let me stop. All right. So, Weezerpedia says... (laughs) I'm not alluding to the fact that the Wikipedia guy may or not be the Zodiac Killer. No, we found the it's it's Gary what's his nuts. Yeah, all these years and all of a sudden it's like yeah, we, it's this guy. I'm sorry, that has such Spider-Man 3 energy being like, "Oh yeah, we <laughs> thought this is the guy to kill Drunkle." Nope, it was this dude all along. <laughs> Ta-da, the end. <laughs> Emo Spider-Man. Uh, <laughs> anyway, let me read this so I can cleanse this from my fucking browser history, all right? Uh <laughs> Rivers is a song by alternative rock band Sugar Ray. Again, I dispute all of that. It was written as an ode to Weezer's lead singer, Rivers Cuomo. 
Rivers, which was written by Sugar Ray collectively as a band. Again, I detest the word. I I want to fight them on the word band, but sure. Um, also appears on the Every Morning single and on a tour EP released by the band. Wait, Rivers Cuomo was on Every Morning? I guess so. Um, although the lyrics make no reference to Cuomo or Weezer, the song's style is meant to mimic Weezer's. It's because it sounds exactly like a fucking Weezer song. Let's not act like that summer you did not hear Fly or occasionally RPM if you were like at one of those rock stations that like occasionally played like other singles. It's just like, okay, if you're going to use Sugar Ray to, to sell your soundtrack, maybe do put a song on there that sounds like Sugar Ray. Like, if you want a song that is a Weezer song, then just put Weezer on there. I don't know, man. This is meant to be celebratory. This was the era in which some soundtracks were definitely like, because you know, like a lot of soundtracks now or for a certain time, like the songs were specifically written for those movies. Mm -hmm. There was also this era, especially of the late 90s. um, And I don't know if this is something that Batman started, but it definitely popularized it. The music from and inspired by line. So like, I feel like a lot of what Scream 2 was their popular artists who were very, like, they were in their prime during 97. But I feel like the labels were probably like, uh, you know what? Yes, I did just reference that character from Mad TV. Um, <laughs> where it's like, yeah, we want to be on your soundtrack because our artist is hot, but we keep these singles for ourselves, y'all. So tell you what, right. here's some, some B-sides. I was going to say, we're going to give you some C-plus material. <laughs> Because, like, even a D'Angelo song, like, come on, D'Angelo in 97, are you fucking kidding me? This man might be responsible for most of, like, the TikTok kids. Yeah. Congratulations. (laughs) 60% of you are here because D'Angelo willed it. You kidding me? That one video alone. Oh, my God. My dude is just there to to quote the great Mero. But Nilsy on camera singing. Does anyone remember what this song was about? No, but everybody remembers. I don't know if this is like an urban legend or whatever. I remember hearing something like that he was getting like blown in that video. Wait, is that real? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how you said that. Like, I'm, you're not in trouble. Like, no, 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 no. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'd always heard that, but it, it seems like one of those things that like is not fucking real, but like little kids would be like, oh, he's naked. Obviously. That's some crafty <laughs> editing. I don't know, but... Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, you could have used any song off these uh, his albums, but even the D'Angelo song was like... It's fine. It's okay. And I'm like, come on, really? D'Angelo? Yeah. Okay, what's up with your band, Less Than Jake, here? <laughs> what was this? I... Okay, so... I have said some really fucking pretentious stuff vis-a-vis cover songs on this podcast and i stand by them i also stand by the fact that if you a ska band cover a song in the style of ska i'm probably gonna love it so that's what this is (laughs) this is uh two minutes and three seconds of me personally having a great time it's a great song but in the context of Scream, again, this Scream's 97. Like, this might as well have been the Boss Tones. <laughs> and maybe the Boss Tones were busy. And of course, they're skanking, and the dude's in the, the ghost face mask, and like, with the knife. 
Have you ever been close to tragedy? Yes, I got stabbed, <laughs> motherfucker. Like <laughs> The Boston's were in Clueless, right? I believe so. Hold on, let's look that up. Because one of them ska bands was, and I can't remember who it was. Yeah, I don't remember the Boston's being on Clueless, but you're probably right. Well, because they went to the party and there were, the ska band was there. I swear it was the Mighty Mighty Boston's. No, you're probably right. I just, for some reason, am blanking out of Clueless, which that's totally an episode, by the way. Hell yeah. But in Scream 2, there's the whole scene where he does the Top Gun dancing on the table thing. And I think instead of subjecting us to Jerry O'Connell singing that or the monkeys version it's you know it's the 90s so they give us the extreme version um so they gave us this lesson jake version which i love i also didn't realize that lesson jake was doing like pop song covers like this early because yeah this feels like a very like 2008 lesson jake move Present day me, 2021, Ashley, this is probably the song on this soundtrack that I would most likely listen to in, like, my regular existence. Wait, was Foo Fighters not on this one, or was that Scream 3? Foo Fighters was on this one. Wait, how did it not make my list then? Mm. Dear Lover, right? Yeah. That was going to be, like, I guess of my list of favorites. I could, for some reason, on the list that I found, oh, you know what it was? I was listening on Spotify, and the song isn't available. So they just made a playlist based on what was there. Ah. Fucking that's a, now that's a B-side for your ass right there. Like, Foo Fighters, <laughs> their B-sides arguably sometimes even better than the studio stuff. So this is in between, this is in between Hero and, like, Learn to Fly Foo Fighters. Yeah, because this is, like, not even A320 Foo Fighters, which we'll get to that when we do that episode. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> A.K.A. the saddest Foo Fighter song ever written. You get your Foo Fighters episode when I get my Silver Chair episode. Oh, you. So. <laughs> that hurts. All right, fine. We'll do. S- <laughs> to be fair, we actually started that episode, but then a thing happened that sucked. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I still have my too many pages of notes ready and rearing to go. We will get to that. I think I'm at a place mentally where I think I could do Silver Chair because I had not remember doing that album or listening to it and it was a lot it is a lot i love it so much it's so good but my angsty soul like i feel like i'm betraying my frog stomp freak show era silver chair nah, it's good i'm not used to this daniel johns enjoying his life music what the fuck <laughs> i love it so much i know but that just speaks to you because you are not me and you're not like mad emo <laughs> i mean yeah, but you're like you're like that emo that's like it's pleasant where you're like, uh but like the music's still great. Me, I'm just like, uh angst and <laughs> detuned guitars and yeah. I'm sorry, I'm hot topic emo. <laughs> well see, no, you're hot topic circa like two thousand six, where I'm like hot topic circa like two thousand. <laughs> like when it was still like evil and like parents would not step foot in there. Because that shit, even for me, growing up in a Christian household, walking past Hot Topic being like, oof, couldn't be me. And fast forward another year, I'm like, hell yeah. Hell and yes. still somehow feeling like he had a leg up over Spencer's. We're like, at least I'm not buying dildos. Not realizing, <laughs> hey, don't king shame former Adrian. He's like, you know, you're right. Oh, man. I always, I always just remember as like a little kid, like going to the back of Spencer's with all the glow lights and shit and seeing like, the plants, like the the pot leaves on stuff, and being like six or seven years old, being like, 
<laughs> He's got plants on it. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> and Spencer's just still kicking. Like, you know what? Shout out to them. I honestly didn't think Spencer's was going to survive like the mid 2000s, no. but they're still out here. It's wild that, like, out of all the weird mall stores, that, like, Spencer's is the one that still exists. FYE made a comeback, apparently. They don't, like, they sell some music, but it's mostly just tchotchkes. Oh, like Funko Pops? <laughs> well, okay, they sell some, at least the one I know, but a lot of them are just, like, it's genre based stuff. Like, there's, like, some My Hero Academia stuff. There's some Godzilla shit. Like, they sell Pocky, you know, stuff like that, where it's like, okay, you know what? It's kind of like Spencer's, but without all the dirty stuff. It's like Spencer's for weebs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, no. Oh, man. No, I'm not disabused at all. Like, shit, we both are. So, like, yeah. I'm not saying that to be, you know, mean-spirited. No. No. We could smell our own. <laughs> oh, man. But that Justin J song, I wanted to hate it. But you know what it is? This is a good collection of music. But once you get to the context of the movie it's in, you're like, wait, what? <laughs> And eels. Fucking eels, man. <laughs> I legitimately don't remember where that song happens in the movie. I don't either. Mm. But it's such a good song. But it's like, it's peak late 90s alternative rock. I don't know that I've ever listened to the eels outside of soundtracks. What? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, let me turn it down. Excuse me, what? <laughs> They were on a lot of soundtracks, so I've heard a lot of eel songs. Just like, I don't know that I've ever picked up an eels album. Like, Beautiful Freak is great. Soul Jacker is a great album. Daisies of the Galaxy, like, trust me, amazing albums. You will cry. I'm, I'm just going to flat out tell you. You will fear your feelings. Ugh, I don't know that I want to feel my feelings. That sounds like a lot of work. I got Frank Ocean for that. Like, hold up. You're going to get on me by feeling your feelings, and you are, like, the biggest Frank Ocean fan that I know of. <laughs> I just can't listen to Nights at Night. It's fine. <laughs> but the whole song is called Nights. Therefore, it's telling you when to listen to it. <laughs> Tom DeLonge is back there like, you know, you have to listen to it at night, at midnight, in a darkened room with candles lit. <laughs> and one fucking glow-in-the-dark Spencer's poster. That's also the shape of a marijuana leaf. That's right. (laughs) Around the city, around the block. (laughs) Oh, did you see, by the way, the new Angels and Airways video? Oh my god, my coworker was like, hey, (laughs) Angels and Airways has a new album. And I'm like, for real? Yeah, she's like, yeah, I listened to it. It's actually really good. And I'm like, great. Great for you, bud. I'm going to get right on that. And then I probably was like, absolutely not. Fuck no. So you didn't pull uh, Aqua Teen. It's like, oh, you bet I will. After these messages. (laughs) (laughs) As he just hops back onto the recliner. (laughs) I am 30 and or 40 years old and I do not need this. The video is a lot because... Tom, I think, is having a hard time reconciling, again, like, Space Jesus. But this is also still the motherfucker from Blink-182. And it's it's interesting. I'll just say that. Not to mention, I just embarrassed myself the other day like by walking into uh, this bar, which thankfully is mostly dead a lot of times. So, yay for... Um, <laughs> <laughs> for social distancing, but I walk in and they're playing Blink 182's Down, and oh my god, your boy was going through it! 
<laughs> I scared so many people, and I'm like, none of you were alive in 2003, so you don't get to judge me. This was life. <laughs> Fuck all of you, because you know what? I know you weren't born, you couldn't help it, or you were very young, but this was the jam. All right? I want to hear shit from any of you. Even you sweep at the floor over there. <laughs> oh, I was so oh, incensed man. the way they were looking at me. And it's like, see, y'all don't, y'all don't know about the Blink-182, the self-titled era. Yeah, all you with your all the small things and shit. It's like, no, 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 no. Don't shame the children. <laughs> I am going to shame the children because don't look at me at the, a 36, soon to be 37-year-old man who's in his feelings about a song that's about a decade old. No, actually, it's close to 20. Oh, God, it's 20 years old. Yeah, it's 20 years old. Sorry, dude. Can we cut to the theme song? <laughs> <laughs> is it is it theme song time yet? Because, oh, my God. Picture in your head. Picture uh-huh. in your head Jamie Kennedy's dumb, smiling face. Easy. Picture Jamie Kennedy getting pulled into a van and getting brutally fucking stabbed to death while the Cottonmouth Kings play. <laughs> Wait, but I thought he survived in this. Or did he get killed in the second one? No, he gets killed in the second one. I thought he, he gets got killed, killed in the third. No, he gets killed in the second one and then makes the he makes the tape that they play. So wait, did he make the tape before he got murdered? Yes. Okay, because, all right, cool. For everything that I was like, you know, the 90s and it was a thing and you had to be there, I cannot reconcile the Cottonmouth Kings to anybody. No, same. The Cottonmouth Kings are one of... They're like one of the first groups that i kind of think of they do that like it's not angry white dude music but i kind of lump them in with angry white dude music where i feel like they're just suffering just because <laughs> you knew these guys mm-hmm. they were like classmates of yours who are maybe in a more rural spot of your town or region and like they weren't bad kids but they were a little grungy a little yeah. rough around the edges, and they listen to music that you knew that like your parents would not approve of you listening to. Definitely. And occasionally they would like yell at their parents, and you're like, that could not be me. <laughs> <laughs> would get my ass beat. <laughs> exactly. But at the same time, it's like you kind of fucked with them because they did put you onto a couple of cool songs, but they'd always be fans of like what I just feel like I'm just talking about juggalos, but like <laughs> Because they're kind of the same. They're Juggalo adjacent. They're like Juggalos without the face paint. And like, if if that's your scene, like, go off. Some of the nice people I know fuck with them. Like, is it for me? Hell no. Absolutely not. Um, but like, some of those dudes seem fairly harmless. I hate to say it, but I've heard more good things about like Juggalo fan bases than a lot of other fan bases that are supposedly <laughs> better. I'm just going to come out and say it, so either they're really good at hiding the bullshit, or it's actually a pretty good scene. So I can't say one way or the other, but I hate to say it, but we might have like judged jugglers a little too harshly over the decades. I mean, I just don't like Fanta that much. The dedication of putting on this much face makeup and having that shit like hold? Yeah. Because like, you've never seen a picture of ICP where like the makeup's running off and they just look like Slipknot or something where it's like, what the fuck is wrong with y'all? Like, use color stay. Color stay. <laughs> I remember at Disney World, you can't wear costumes unless it's for their, like, Halloween celebration. Didn't know that. They've got a bunch of dumb rules about it. Yeah, hang out with Disney adults. You learn way more about Disney shit than you actually want to. Um, anyway. Feels culty. 
<laughs> um, so there was one year where we went to the, the Disney Halloween celebration and I dressed up as Sally from Nightmare Before Christmas. And that fucking blue, I just bought like Halloween blue face paint. I wasn't even, I didn't even have it on maybe like four hours, but between the car ride there and, you know, Florida weather being what it was like, oh God, going home, I just was like a melting puddle of like blue face paint. It was really bad. Do not recommend. Don't do face paint at Disney. It's bad. <laughs> oh, well, specifically at... <laughs> at Disney. Any I mean, rush or Gucci. Do, you do face paint wherever you want. I just wouldn't recommend it as far as the, the Florida climate is concerned. It's not really conducive <laughs> to it. Uh, staying on your face. <laughs> but man, getting killed to Cottonmouth Kings, I feel like that's just not happening. Like, I literally be like, after the third stab, I'm like, can we change something else? Like, oh, what you like to listen to? I don't know, maybe like Nice and White Satin by the Moody Blues. Like, all right, cool. <laughs> nice and White Satin. Ah! <laughs> it's like, cause I love you. Ah! <laughs> but yeah, Cottonmouth Kings was a whole thing, which I missed all that. I'm sorry. So did I. I feel like I'm a better person for it. Maybe not a better person. I'm a less worse person. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So there's a big college party scene in in Scream 2. And you've got your pick from all sorts of fun party music from the, the mid-late 90s that you could have you could have put there. You could have put a Fat Boy Slim song or Moby or any kind of stuff like that. But instead, Scream 2 decided that a weirdly dissonant, jazzy Dave Matthews Band song was the way to fucking go. And Lord, do I hate it. Crash? Was that the album that was out around this time? Yeah. Okay, so you know they were everywhere. There was no way you were not putting a Dave Matthews Band song. This is how I know I'm not a white dude. I don't understand Dave Matthews Band at all. Okay, can I just say one thing, though? And this is not a rebuttal against you. This is not like a like, rant, necessarily. Uh-huh. But it, it's wild to me that, like, Dave Matthews Band, other than, of course, that whole thing about them dumping crap into that river. Yes. That they kind of got, like, co-opted by white boy culture when, like, most of the band wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I felt so bad for those dudes because not for nothing, they're amazing uh, musicians. And shout out to that one that passed away. I can't remember the name of the gentleman, but I know the one album, like, the Grugrux King was, like, named after him or something like that. But, like, Dave Matthews and that one other dude, but most of the other band was, like, black as possible. Like, Yeah, because they're, like, legitimate, like, jazz musicians. Right, and they're great musicians. Yeah, and then we've got Dave Matthews saying, like, pervy weird white boy shit and i just i don't know that song is a choice yeah. but like i still kind of fuck with satellite i think it's a great song um what's the other one crush i thought was fun don't drink the water is also a lot of fun like i've come to realize and this is only because i was using the bathroom in my former job one day and like dave matthews was playing and mm. i was like you know not for nothing this band would be better then it, when it's just like, I just don't understand why they're not. And is it because of their fan base? Because the music isn't terrible. I heard they put on an amazing live show, because by all rights, I actually should like them. And see, and maybe that's it. Like, for 
for as much as I'm willing to sort of give like prog rock the like 12 minute space prison songs that it that it <laughs> needs and like be cool with that I just I don't super duper enjoy like jam band shit I'm like can we get to the fucking point this guitar solo is so long I don't know it's not my thing but I feel like I did that thing that often happens it's something I actually just tweeted about experiencing things and not letting sometimes the more annoying parts of a fan base deter you from them. There are Dave Matthews Band singles that I've enjoyed over the years, but like to get into the meat and potatoes of it all, I'm like, eh, it's for somebody, but it's not for me. But I've enjoyed more than I've disliked. I cannot say the same. But I also know he gets respect, and I'm pretty sure it's like, well, other than, of course, dumping shit into a river. Um... (laughs) Sorry, I mean, you can't. Aries <laughs> has a bad day every now and again. <laughs> this soundtrack is good. It's just weird. Like I said, there are these bands who are basically being presented at their prime, but also being presented with like their weakest material, arguably. Yeah, for sure. Which is so very confusing. Because Tonic, oh my god, Tonic was huge in the late 90s. And I fucked with them. They're great. This song, it just like sounds like if... And like, you know, it's track 11 on a 13-track CD. Like, that's what it sounds <laughs> oh, like. Oh, man. That is hyper-specific, and I felt that. Because <laughs> it's but true. you know what I'm talking about, where it's like no, the back right. half of the CD, where nobody's really listening anymore. And, but it's not like the end song where they're, like, making a fucking statement. It's just, like, one of the songs they threw in the back. Also, Eyes of Sand is a weird nonsense title. I don't know what that means. And actually, that's a band that did a lot of soundtracks. Like Tonic, like it was like this, American Pie. Oh, yeah, they were on that soundtrack, weren't they? Yeah, I'm sorry. You Wanted More was a great song. Like, what happened to Tonic? Like, why did they fall by the wayside? They were solid as shit. Uh, Band went on hiatus beginning in 2004 while everybody pursued their own shit. It wasn't until late 2008 they became active again, and then they did a, a new album in 2010. Let's Which see. is also a decade ago. <laughs> yeah, it's from like uh, YouTube or Google. This is not that recent. By 2021, the band is still periodically active while each member continues to find success individually. Um, one of them won an Emmy for music composition. Really? Oh, I guess he scores uh, Fargo, the TV show. Fuck out of here. Yeah. The lead singer dude released a solo album in 2019. They are working on new music right now. Turns out this whole time, like, Tonic had, like, had a healthy working relationship. Yeah. They'd get together and, like, record. Then they'd go and do other stuff, be successful. And then we're like, fuck. (laughs) That's not how that's supposed to happen, but I'm happy for them. Yeah, like, legitimately, what it kind of looks like was just, like, they were doing the tonic thing, and then the one guy found out that he was good at, like, making soundtrack shit, so, like, he would eventually go do soundtrack shit, and uh looks like one of them didn't want to tour anymore, so they took a break and did their other shit, and then came back together. Damn, so they're actually out here just thriving and being healthy. Like, good yeah. for them. Like, damn, this whole time I'm thinking, like, they broke up. Like, they went Hollywood, and they're, like, fist fights, and, 
you know, one with Holly was like, no, it turns out, like, one dude is like, I don't want to do this. And I was like, all right, cool, we'll take a break. And then the other dude's like, oh, I'm winning Emmys because we're good at music and we're going to be good at music elsewhere. It's like, fuck, like, shit, now I'm hating on them for having a stable relationship. Like, what the hell's wrong with me? Literally, the quote was uh, one of one of the band members. I don't know which one. Um, it says, it wasn't like we broke the band up. Everyone just went to their own corner and did their own thing. We figured when it was time to get back together, it would happen. And... No lie, that's exactly what happened. Aww. I love it. Shout out to Tonic. Like I said, Hell that yeah. was one of those bands I actually like unabashedly loved. And like, were they the biggest band around? No. no. They're like the Gin Blossoms. I'm like, okay, like everybody knows them, but nobody knows them. <laughs> like these guys were like stable and, and good at, at being like dudes that are normal and stuff. The Gin Blossoms were not so much that. Uh, that's probably why I geared towards <laughs> it because, you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what other like eight nine year old black kid from Patterson, New Jersey, is like I identify with the Gin Blossoms music heavily. Like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man! But Screen Two, like a soundtrack that is good but weird, but it's not as fun weird as the other soundtrack that we keep threatening to do and keep not doing. It's not a threat; it's a promise. I know, but I feel like that's like the Phantom Menace of this <laughs> podcast where it's like it keeps looming in the background, but we'll never just say what it is. Oh, because it's a secret. It's a secret to everyone. Oh my god, I'm so fucking excited about it though. <laughs> but man, this was fun. I enjoyed yeah. this. It was very spooky. It was probably like the least spookiest soundtrack. Like there were so many others. <laughs> which sound like you add too much pizza and your belly's full. <laughs> <laughs> which is me on most days. <laughs> so um before we go, is there any uh parting words you would like to throw in there? The Scream movies are dope. If you haven't seen them because they're kind of older, like yeah, some of some of the stuff is dated, but they're very fun. And I'm not a big like gore person these movies aren't that bad so like if i could sit through it with my guts intact you'll be fine but yeah the soundtrack is also fun because i know this was an era where like the teen slasher soundtracks were like a thing so what were some of your favorites let us know um we're on twitter at tlat podcast uh which is the same handle of our instagram which is what ashley runs also shout out to tegan and sarah for like the most blatantly <laughs> vague tweet ever <laughs> That shit was amazing, and I'm so angry at him. I love it. <laughs> oh, man. I love that shit, though. That, like, fucking Coheed shit where they're just like, nothing's happening. It's fine. <laughs> and out of nowhere, there's, like, a fucking countdown, and it's like, you're stressed <laughs> the whole goddamn time. Like, why? Why would you do I'm, this to us? I'm so glad that more bands don't do that shit. My heart couldn't take it. <laughs> Oh, but they're doing the other thing where it's like they're just dropping the album like out of nowhere, and I'm like, I need time to prepare. You can't just throw stuff at me and then like, <laughs> I got a clear time out of my schedule. But at least with the countdown, you had you can space out the time in which you're stressed. But when it just drops, you're screaming internally for at least a solid hour before you decide to hit the play button. You just do what I did the day Montero came out. Like I like booked time on my work calendar so no one would bother me so i could listen to it i should have did that because that album is 
still has me pressed in the best ways possible. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I had to throw it out there. I was like, and this has been the Montero Minute. <laughs> 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 oh, man. But, yeah, TLAT Podcast, Twitter and Instagram. We also have an email address, which is TLATpodcast at gmail.com. We are on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, um, our website, which is adrianhasissues.com slash T-L-A-T podcast. We are pretty much anywhere where you can get your podcasts. Um, we are also on Spotify. Check out our music playlist. Um, I want to get back into doing those. Um, before we go, um, I just want to publicly thank, and I know it's hard, and this is not necessarily something that's meant to be celebratory in a traditional sense, but... I do appreciate the candid episode that Ashley had recorded. And I think, if I may, that mirrored a lot of what I was feeling as well. I think it's also super important because as much as we love making podcasts and posting them and interacting with our listeners or other people, it's a lot to do. Mm -hmm. And anybody who's in any sort of creative field of any kind knows that to do anything for a long period of time, it takes a lot out of you and you know i'm reading other people who are also posting about burnout and as unfortunate as it may be i'm glad we're becoming more vocal about this and you know and other other podcasts who are far more famous than anything i've ever been a part of and you can see people like oh well why aren't there new episodes why aren't there new episodes kind of forgetting sometimes that there are living breathing people on the other end of these microphones that put this stuff out and whether it be life or time or just, you know, your own personal things, like, it's really important to put that out there and let people know, it's like, hey, we're human and things happen, but that doesn't mean that we want to do this any less. Matter of fact, we've been wanting to do it more. And I'm super proud to call Ashley my friend, not even just my co-host, because it's our friendship that fuels this. And we want to make sure that we put out stuff that we sit behind and thank you for your support your patience and also just listening and sharing and anytime you've ever liked or retweeted or replied to anything that we've ever done that is super meaningful and super important and i just want to thank you ashley and thank all of you for supporting this weird little podcast for the last what two three years now yeah. I just want to just keep doing this as long as we can, but I also want to make sure that we're good enough so that way we can. So thank you for understanding. And again, thank you for actually for putting that out because I know that's not easy. And I know that took a lot. So I appreciate you and I value you. Likewise. <laughs> Don't get swallowed by a ghost face, whale. Ooh. Whales. Oh, I hear them coming. What's up? <laughs> I was walking with the ghost. <laughs> <laughs> Ha 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 ha!